Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. I believe somebody has a little hero in them. You gotta look in, and it's in there. It'll come out, it needs to be. I have one theory in life. I never want to say the word I should have. If I do it and I fail, I tried. If I do it and I succeed, better for me. Hey everyone, Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And Lisa's looking at me like I'm officially crazy, but I watched this documentary on some heroes that many people don't know about. From 9-11. And 9-11 just happened. By the time this podcast actually gets released. Oh, hold on. The 17th anniversary of 9-11 just happened. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the date. I meant the, the date, date yes, 9-11 just happened. And just so, so, yes. Okay. So anyway, someone told me, actually Todd Liscom, uh, guy that leads my Bible study, said, you've got to watch this documentary. It's like no one knows about this. And it's 500 thousand people or is that right 500,000 people were evacuated what? that seems about right yeah from Manhattan oh, oh the island and all the boats and everything the boat and the I've way it happened it. it's okay. fabulous so the way it happened is people were running to the shore and they realized like oh my gosh this really is an island yes we were, you were on as an it turns island. out we are on an island <laughs> and they ran and, and they had these ferries mm-hmm. and there was a guy that was watching on television he says yep. I've got to do something about this. I got to be involved in this. And so he grabs his boat and he starts going. Well, he sees this boat pull up and they are, you know, the ferries are like, what's going on? And then they include in like, oh my gosh, we got it. We got to make a, we have to make a call for everybody. And so all of the, they made a call and they said, it's just amazing. All these boats are coming, like something you've just never seen. And they rescued in nine hours, 500,000 people, at the end of that is two guys talking. And one guy just loved it. He's a he's a dock worker. He's missing, I don't know how many teeth, a lot of teeth. I mean, he's sitting there and he's just like, he's just a good-hearted person. He says, I believe everybody's got some good in them. And they just need to dig down and they just need to, um, they just, they can find it. If need be, they can find it. And the other guy's kind of like, hey, man, I almost thought about not jumping in my boat to go help. But uh, I figured the downside was, was you know, if I lost, at least I tried. At least I can say I went for it. But the upside, hey, good for me. So what does that have to do with Cage Vision and a business podcast? Well, this week... Lisa Beck, because you were looking at me. I don't know. I'm just standing here. I'm, I'm going to really land curious. this plane somehow. I'm no, we're talking about doing curious. what's doable. 
right? We're talking about doing what's doable. I guess. We hadn't gotten that far yet. But no, yes, that is, that is what that we is are supposed what, to be talking about this week. That is what we're talking about. So yes. here's the deal. No one thought that was doable. Correct. No one. Never even thought about it. But when they dug down, they figured out, hey, we can. We got our backs against the wall. We can do this. Now, here's the deal. In the context of this podcast, in the context of what we are talking about, we don't want you to be urgent. We don't want you to be in that urgent. You you can do it, but what we want you we want to talk about is preparing you for doing what is doable in 2019 and your strategic plan. Nice. You landed the plane. You like that? I why did you doubt me? Don't answer that. Okay. So. Some things are better left unsaid. Yeah, let's just leave that alone. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just felt like I watched that this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, no one ever thought this. In fact, it was in Normandy. It was the last evacuation. It took them nine days to get 135,000 people. And they did this in nine hours it's impressive. It's if just, you not, I don't. Do you know what the name of the? I don't remember what the name of the documentary is, but I've watched it, and it truly is impressive to see this flotilla of boats. You know, with flotilla. People. Yeah. You need me to spell it for you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm just trying to figure out is it a real word. I think it is. It Probably is a real it. word. What does it mean? Flotilla is like a fleet of boats. How did you know? How did you come to know that word? I don't know. Okay. These things, I just, these little pieces of information are just stuck in my brain. Okay. I, I just well, don't know. I don't know. Boat, it's called Boat Lift 9-11. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, highly recommend that everybody recommend go watch it. Go check it out. All right. So now, let's go back to doing what's doable. We're about doing what's doable. All right, Lisa. Wait, I have to lead after that? After a 9-11 I mean, story? I teed it up perfectly for you. Holy And cow. now you're saying, oh, I got to do something? Jeez. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about doing what's doable in 2019. And I want to start with, I love these statistics. I love statistics and analytics. Only 2% of leaders are confident that they will achieve even 80% of their strategic objective. 2%. 2%. 2%. Like one, two. two. Like one, two. 2% will achieve 80% of their strategy strategic objectives that that's that's almost a why bother why, why do you think that is because i think that they take on more than they can handle which is why we keep harping on you all need to have one main objective for yes. the next 12 months yes. and then you need to break that down into one things and first things instead of going all over the place and having 25 objectives that you're trying to achieve. If you break it down and everybody's on the same page doing the one main thing, you can get your objective accomplished, yes. achieved. Yes. And you know, we are, we are so, we're so, we're so, uh, opposite ends of the spectrum of, um, I'm using air quotes here, strategy, because Everybody believes that strategy has got to be this big, complex, 100-page document, and ours is one page, and we believe you already have the answers. So here's my question. When you talk about those 2%, are they looking for validation for what they already know and they're impressed by a big deck that says, um, 
that proves that yes, this is the direction you should take. And so therefore, if an outside firm says they validate what I say, then therefore that somehow protects my job. I mean, it's probably a little bit of that in bigger corporations. But when you talk about smaller companies, like I, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I got a family to feed. I employ people and they have families to feed. We got to get this done. I don't have time for to to cover my, you know what? I got to I got to get stuff done. I got people gunning for me. <laughs> it's true. You feel that you feel that burden like I got everybody's coming after us, right? So, we just don't believe in that complexity because I am a firm believer that complexity is a whole lot easier to create than simple. Oh my gosh, yes. I think it's harder to create something that is simple and drill down into what's truly important to get done because your team has a day job that they have to work. I mean, yes. you still have to move the company forward just doing your day job. So achieving anything outside of doing your day job, you really have to understand what it is that you want to do and communicate that as clearly as possible, which means taking it down to the most simplest form. Yes, yes. And let's say that you are a big company, you do hire a big firm, and, and they validate all of your big words, and it's a very sophisticated document, and everybody is impressed with the document that you created. If your team cannot see what you now see, it is pointless. Mm. We have talked to so many CEOs. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we were with someone, and discussing the one page strategy guide because it takes the objective and communicates it throughout the organization so that every single person understands. And what he said to us was, you know, we come up with this plan inside these four walls. And then as soon as we walk out of here and he goes, and I'm thinking everybody's on the same page, he goes, it just dissipates and nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. And, and they are frustrated why did nothing get done? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, you have the curse of knowledge, which I know we've touched on. And so you used words that they don't understand. Um, the second thing is you explain something in, in terms of a time frame that they're not thinking of. They're thinking, you know, 30, 60, maybe 90 days. And you're thinking uh, 12, 18, 24 months. So You've got to have a system that you follow to break that down to put it in their context, in their perspective, right? Because otherwise, they can't see what you see. And that's a journey that you have to take them on. So bringing that back around to doing what's doable, that journey that you have to take them on, you need to break it down into chunks and yes. create what and ask them, okay, if this is our objective and this is our first project, what is the first thing that we need to get done? Ask them that question and then ask them again, because rarely is their immediate answer the best answer. You know what, Lisa? I think you just made our point by using the word chunk, because chunk is really one of, um, when, I, when you talk about breaking things down, it's kind of one of my favorite words. Because when you say, hey, you just need to put this, you need to, you need to organize, you need to put it into chunks, bite-sized chunks. Everyone in the world understands that, right? How many people 
that have hired somebody from some uh, big name consulting firm, how many of them say, hey, go tell your team, break this into chunks? I'm guessing zero. <laughs> I'm fairly right? confident. Zero. But it's not practical. It's not actual. It's not something that your team can start working on right now. So what's the point? Is it to impress you or is it to get things done? Well, we definitely want to get things done. And we want to do what's doable. And do what's doable. So you ask the team, what's the first thing? You challenge the answer because you're going to have to drill down to get to the lowest common denominator, right? The simplest, easiest, first chunk that needs to get done. And then once you've established what that first chunk is, discuss how to do it. What is doable about this chunk? Yes. So let me uh, restate what you said because I want to make sure it's not missed. What Lisa's talking about, when you start to get into, all right, Here's what we're here's a, the 12 month main thing that we're focused on and over the next 90 days, okay? We need to think of this as one goal. So just break that down, that main thing, it's 12 months, break that into 3 month chunks and then further break that down into smaller chunks. We're going to call those projects and what Lisa was referencing was what is the first thing that we need to do to make sure that that 90-day goal happens. Because if that 90-day goal doesn't happen, that means we're not going to make the main thing happen. So we need to start thinking about what's first. We got to do first things first. And when you go through that, you got to help your team think through that. Okay, why do you think that needs to be first? And how would you get that accomplished? Those That goes back to the critical thinking exercises that we're talking about. And it's part of a um, expiration. They are telling you what they know from the ground level, and you got to help them think through to get to where you want them to go, big picture. But in the middle, that's where progress gets hap- gets made, right? Oh, I like that. Yes, yeah. that is where progress gets made. And then once you have led them through that exercise, you got to work on a timetable. Yes. Because they're going to be all caught up in getting this done. And so a lot of times they'll say, oh, I can do this. No Uh, problem. I can get this done in two weeks. Yeah. But then when you drill down further and you go, okay, well, how are you going to get this done and do your day job, do your other task? What else do you have on your plate that might affect or impact this timetable? Then they start going, huh, you know what, I may need four or six weeks to get this done. And that's when you start looking at doing what's doable. And I love this example of an equilateral triangle, the triple constraint. What, uh, aren't, aren't, you, so when you're talking triangle. about a triangle, it's not one that's like all sides are equal. All sides are equal. Okay. That's called an equilateral triangle. Okay. Listen, I didn't listen much I'm in sorry. school. Sorry. I know. I'm Although sorry. I, I am going back math. through school you version number two. I know, but listen, um, geometry Is and all not, that stuff. But I'm learning again with my children as I, as I do homework with them. I can only begin to but imagine. I do outsource that piece of it to you, Jana. You outsource everything. It's a skill. What is it that you do? You outsource Home Depot. What do, what do you mean, you what do I do? Walmart. I thought it was pretty obvious. Yeah. I outsource. <laughs> 
It's a no-brainer. Everybody knows that, Lisa. <laughs> you outsource everything. All right, going back to the equilateral triangle. Yes. It yes, has three equal sides. Okay. I'm it's with you. It's called a triple constraint. So each side, so one side is time, yes. one side is resources, Ooh. and one side is scope. Ooh, I like that. You like it? Yeah, did you make that up? Nah, I'm not smart enough to have made that up. I wish. Well, at least you know what an equilateral triangle is. <laughs> <laughs> and I can use the word flotilla in a sentence. Uh, um, yeah, whatever. Okay. So, but if you look at the equilateral triangle, it has to remain equal. So that means if you need more time yes. to get something done, you're probably going to need more resources. Oh, yes. Yes. Novel idea. Novel idea. And you have this great story that sort of exemplifies triple constraints. You told me the other day, yeah, what about because I was trying to come up with a story to sort of manage this, and you go, wait, the bridge story. So in Birmingham, oh, we have yes, yes. malfunction junction. Yes. Am I telling it or are you? You're going to tell it because okay. you tell it so much better than Is I do. Is there any way to, to use flotilla in? The story in in the story about malfunction junction. I'm not not sure. Anyway, so um, I don't know how ten years ago, something like that. Something like that. There, there was an eighteen wheeler that uh, carrying a big load of fuel or something that had terrible accident, and right underneath a major overpass that connected sort of everything, you know. And if you're coming from Texas and you're going to Atlanta, or you're coming from the coast and you're going to Nashville, you were pretty much hosed, right? So they had to get that fixed very, very quickly. And as we all know, um, construction projects, especially road construction projects, somehow don't seem to happen at the fastest pace. But this had to happen fast. There were, it, just, it just, it had to. So they said, we're going to put this big reward on this timeline. And if you finish, and I think it was three months or something crazy, if you finish within three months, then you get this big bonus. Well, do you think they brought the same number of resources, the same team, the same capacity to solve that problem if they didn't have a big bonus in the end? Oh, heck no. No. Given the shortened amount of time, they had to enlarge the, the number team. of resources, yeah. which and means so, the team and the equipment. And yes, yes. And so when we talk about it internally, when we talk about, you know, anybody, if we had any amount of time, could figure out most things, except for me. But, I mean, like, well, she's looking at me like, I, like if you gave me a... Um, a camera, a new camera, and you said, read the instructions oh, that and figure out how idea. it works. No, that's a bad idea. You could give me like 10 years and yeah. I'd still be trying yeah, that to figure out that would be a bad idea. Now, if we gave you an audio version oh, of the instructions, yeah, you'd it. nail it. Yeah. That, well, in Ikea, if you get if you just strip out everything and just give me a picture of a stick figure, it's like caveman style. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can work with that. I'm really good at that. Yeah. So anyway, but most people aren't like me. They don't need uh, stick figure drawings to accomplish things. Um so with, with your team, when you say, when your team says, oh yeah, we can figure that out. Yes. Yes, they can. But can they figure it out in the timeline that you have in your head? The answer is probably no. And so the next logical question is, okay, what do you need? And they haven't thought through that because you know why? They think that you want them to not spend any money. Well, some... 
some CEOs and leaders don't want their team to spend any money. So there yeah, is and, that. And, 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 you know, they're stuck in a gear called reverse. Yes. Because <laughs> if you're not investing in your business, you're going backwards. Excellent point. Right? And so the smart business leaders are spending money to support their internal team. They're bringing the right resources to bear to get it done in the time frame that they've said that they need to get it done. Because you don't lay out a 12-month strategy and say, eh, let's just see if we can get it done. No. But it feels that way. I mean, a lot of times the companies that we work with, it feels like that's what they've done. They, they've they had a half-day off-session meeting and they've developed this brilliant 127-page document with all these things they're going to achieve and then six months later you go, so what you get done? And they're like, well, you know, we really haven't followed up on that. I'm not really sure what we got done. Yeah. That Well, even even when we work with clients and we lay out the one page, the, the our one page strategy guide, we call addicts, means go guide in Latin. Um, even with that, as clear it is, they say, you know what? We think we can get this done internally. And then we follow up with them quarterly. It's an intentional follow-up. We do that because we say, hey, how are you coming on this? And they're like, well, we haven't really haven't made any progress. We're like, you have nine months left, right? And and then after the second three months, so we're six months in, they say, hey, um, how could you help with that? And then we get into a conversation, not all the time, but some of them, not every single project, not every single initiative, but the ones that are key drivers. Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa, got a little bit of time left. Do we have any takeaways for this podcast? Yes. And looking at doing what's doable with your team, establish realistic timelines by breaking the main objective down into chunks and ascribing time to each of those chunks. Now we like to do it in 90 day sprints. Yes. Because we feel like people can focus on a 90-day sprint. And we use three. And we use three. Yes, it's intentional. So the last 90 days of the year, because inevitably it's going to take longer or there are going to be curveballs or there are things that are going to happen. But clean up. Yeah. But if you break it down into 90-day chunks and then you have projects that go with that, the team can get a more realistic sort of grasp on what they're trying to achieve and give you a more realistic time that yes. a lot it like it will take this much time to get this done. Yes. All right. What's the next one? The next one is to remember the triple constraint. Mm. So remember the equilateral triangle because if you need more time but you really want to do it in less time, then you need to understand that you're probably going to have more resources. You're going to have to use more resources to get it done. And it may change the scope of that project. Yes. Otherwise said, um, something's got to give. Something's got to give. So that's the second. And then the third is make sure that they understand how this plays into the bigger main objective and how that works within their day job. Oh, very good. I like that. Well, listen, if you want encouragement and confidence in your business, keep listening. If you want our help, I think we start with a call. I mean, it's really, we've never been able to help somebody unless we had a call first learned a little bit about their business, learned a little bit about where they wanted to go, but it all starts with a call. So if that's you, hey, give us a call. You can go to cypressresources.com. We've got a button 
It says get started, and that's how you get started. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>